Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. Welcome to the Side Action, episode 91, Super Bowl edition. Episode 22 of Season 3. I am Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and Instagram. And this is Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter and on YouTube. So, Action, we got the big week here. I mean, you had a week off of, I'm sure you were betting college basketball, but, um, you know, it's the last week of football. I'm sure you bet on the Pro Bowl. Oh, that didn't happen. Whoops. Um the virtual Pro Bowl. Yeah, right, 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 right. It is weird to not have football for like one solid week. You have a full two-week break, and I don't know. It's a void, I guess. I got to do other things. I definitely was feeling a little bit of a empty spot in my television viewing on Sunday afternoon. I missed it, for sure. Right, right. Obviously, in Chicago, it, it dumped snow Saturday into Sunday, and I did make it out and dig out the car and everything. It was it was a solid, you know, it was probably about a foot in all in from wow. from the, like the week before. It was by eight in, eight or nine inches that night, and I got stranded at uh, Greg and MJ's. You know Greg and MJ, of course. And uh, we were it was Ulrich's birthday. My buddy Ulrich went out, got Pequod's pizza, which was nice. Went over to Greg and MJ's, had a cocktail about 11:30 midnight, trying to get an Uber home. No way, buddy. Forty-five bucks for me to get home. Wow. And that was like three miles or less. I was like, f that. I waited, and then the Ubers were gonna take like twenty solid minutes, and th- then they canceled twice. So I just stayed the night over there. Nice. <laughs> I actually took the train. I took the train home because I was like, screw it. I'll just take the train. I'll, I'll take co- take my COVID chances and uh, made it in nice and easy. Dug out the car, and I've been kind of just holing up in the old, uh, you know. Edgewater studio lately. It's it's not a lot to do outside right now. Yeah, I'm sure. I imagine the train was pretty empty nowadays. A couple of homeless guys. Yeah. I had to ask a homeless guy to move his bag, but um, <laughs> no, it was it was it was pretty light, which I figured, and uh, it wasn't a big deal. So, yeah, other than that, not a lot not a lot to report. Not a lot of exciting. We got some good feedback from last week's episode on your. Your comment about the, uh, you know, my 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 STD with 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 uh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, supposedly, was, somebody told me that was the, uh, I don't know, it was the line of the line of the season. Maybe <laughs> maybe not the, the whole show, but it was the line of the season. So well done, sir. Well, there's a few episodes left, so we'll see if we can top that one going forward. <laughs> yeah, I am tonight. I'm, I'm full disclosure. I'm going to draft one of my COVID stories on the Weg's pool uh, yes. about dating because I've got a couple in the hopper that have been stewing in there. I've just been busy with some stuff, so ready to go. Ready to go. All right. So. <laughs> well, let's dig into it, man. Super Bowl, man. This is it. This is the big time. This is, I mean, got to be the biggest bet game of the year, right? I mean, every every year it's it's the biggest bet game. You know, if you're not you're, you get your crazy uncle who doesn't watch football or aunt or uncle just puts in some squares or they throw some money on the, on the dog. You know, everybody gets involved with, with these kind of things, don't they? Yeah, and I think I've heard some mentions this week that this is probably going to be the most heavily bet event 
in the history of sports, just given all of the recent additions of new states that are legalized, the different offerings that we have for domestic sports book nowadays. Right. Yeah. The the thing we we've talked about in past episodes, early episodes, the handle, the amount of money that's being held for the game is going to break the record. I've heard that on many a show, uh, especially in you know places like New Jersey or maybe recent places, you know, that opened up. Obviously, Illinois wasn't open for the Super Bowl last year. So mm-hmm. for sure, a lot of money flowing. And, and we'll talk about how to bet it in, in a minute. But uh, let's go over the kind of football stuff first, you know, kind of the big picture stuff. Let's talk about the injuries and, and the line and stuff. But um, the big injuries we mentioned last week, if you missed it, Eric Fisher, the offensive tackle for the Chiefs, is out. He tore his Achilles. But a new addition, uh, Willie Gay, who – I guess he had an ankle injury, but then he aggravated a meniscus, and now he's out. He had surgery, so he's going to be missing for Kansas City. And then two COVID guys on their list, Daniel Kilgore, a backup center, and Demarcus Robinson, one of the speedy wide receivers, are on the COVID list because apparently this barber, who everybody gets their hair cut, I don't know if it's the guy in the commercials with Mahomes, but um, (laughs) the guy tested positive for COVID, so they had to cancel all their 20 guys were going to get their hair cut there. These two guys had already done it. So these guys are they're out on the COVID list. Kind of crazy. Yeah, that's the reason I don't get my hair cut, Wex, because <laughs> these barbers, you never know where they've been. Crazy story, though. It sounds like Mahomes was next in line or a few yeah. down the line. And if things if that test didn't come back right at that immediate time, we could be looking at postponement or going with Chad Henney at quarterback for the Super Bowl, which would have been a remarkable story. So I've read, though, that Kilgore's tests this week have all been negative and right. the timing works out such that as long as we get to Saturday and he still doesn't have a positive test that he's going to play. Yeah, it's contact tracing. So he, he's OK. Um, and they've got a slew of wide receivers if Robinson can't go. So it's not a big right. deal. And speaking of that, you got Sammy Watkins did practice in a limited fashion with his calf injury on the Bucks side. You know, they had some injuries that were questionable, but now all of them seeming to, seemingly are practicing. you got Jordan White had the free save, safety with his shoulder. He did limited practice in a limited fashion. Antoine Winfield, the strong safety with his ankle, also limited. Uh, a couple new ones on the list, though. Uh, JPP, he, he popped up there with a, a limited knee injury, as well as Devontae David. Um, Levante David, sorry. Uh, in a limited fashion. And Cameron Brait, the tight end you know, his back. So those guys all practice in a limited way. Check out those reports as we go. Not sure if those, any of those names interest you if they don't make the game. What do you think? Yeah. Levante David is also a defensive player, uh, yeah. linebacker, I think. So yeah, middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. You add him and JPP, just more injury question marks on that Buccaneers defense. And I think we touched on it a little bit last week, that matchup between the Bucks D and the Chiefs offense is really going to be the biggest one in this game. So I think those certainly raise my eyebrows a little bit along very much along the same lines that Eric Fisher on the offensive tackle for the chiefs do again, another piece missing on that matchup. Right, right. For sure. So, you know, we'll just kind of go over generally how you can bet the super bowl and then talk about kind of maybe some more of the topics around how to kind of handicap this game. So for people who are listening for the first time, I'm sure there's going to be like 1,700 people listening for this episode. Um, you know, most people don't look at this. I mean, during the season, we don't look at it as much, I guess, the money line, which is basically just picking the winner. 
And in this case, you know, the numbers are kind of sliding around. It depends. It's anywhere, you know, obviously the favorite's going to be, you know, you're going to have to pay a little bit of a premium to, to do that. So in this case, Kansas City is anywhere from minus 160 to minus 170, depending on the shop. I've seen it as low as 162. It's at 167 here at Rivers in Illinois. And then Tampa being the dog, they're plus money. It's like plus 140, plus one, you know, around that number, plus 135 to plus 145. So, you know, for a lot of people, they do bet the money line for the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. it's simple and, and they don't know. And, and it seems like what I've been what I've heard is a lot of people bet the dog and we'll see the plus sign. But maybe you can explain to people again the maybe disadvantage of doing that uh, in terms of an odds perspective. Well, I mean, uh, the, the disadvantage from the favorite side is that you have to lay a pretty heavy price for Kansas City. In that case, a dollar sixty-two would only win you a dollar back. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, I think a lot of Joe Public will look at betting the underdog, as you mentioned, because they see that plus number in front. And you could bet a dollar and win a dollar forty if Tampa Bay wins the game. Of course, mm-hmm. a disadvantage there is you're picking the team that odds makers suggest is the the least likely to win the game. So mm-hmm. that's where you have the spread that comes into play. And in this case, it being a th- solid three field goal. You could look at leveling your playing field a little bit and going that route if you choose. Right. And, and obviously that's kind of where we usually talk on this show about the spread. And, you know, obviously Kansas City, like Ashton was saying, three-point favorite, sometimes three-and-a-half-point favorite if you see, you know, depending on the book. Now you do have to lay a little bit. Usually, you know, the VIG is like minus 110 in most shops. It's minus 115 from what I've seen or a little bit heavier to Kansas City side because they're not really moving this number very much off that three or three and a half. And Tampa, obviously, getting them getting the, the points at plus three or plus three and a half, it's it's just under that normal VIG. It's like minus 105, minus 110, so, you know, 110 is normal, minus 106. So for those novice bettors, it still would be better to take the take the points, right, and, and, and do minus 105. I mean, obviously – you're going to win or you're going to lose. But, I mean, at the same time, that plus sign is is a little bit of a, a teaser, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And in this case, I think looking at Tampa Bay and the very low amount of vigorish that you could lay minus 106, taking the plus three might be the way to go. We also mentioned earlier there's a few books out there that are still at three and a half. So mm-hmm. in this case, when you're looking at Tampa Bay getting three and a half, that's pretty serious advantage over what you would get back on the money line at just plus 140, given the high amount of odds that this game might land on the three. Right. Um, And then something we can talk maybe a little more later, if you like it, uh, is that a lot of times the good thing about the Super Bowl is there's it's so heavily bet that the casinos go all out to give you every possible option to, to play this game. So there's a lot of alt lines, alternate lines where you could Maybe you want to get Kansas City at a lower number than the three because three is such an important number in football. Maybe it's two and a half or two. And then you can you have to play a little bit more big as we talked about it. Maybe it's minus 120, minus 125, but it gives you that, you know, comfort that you're off that key number. On the flip side, you could also obviously get a lot more points or do a teaser or something that with a total or something where you could pump up Tampa's number up to, you know, nine or something plus nine and and that's a really good number for football yeah yeah obviously you would be paying a pretty heavy price to do that or the Mm -hmm. other side if you really think that kansas city is gonna destroy tom brady 
you could lay nine and a half and get like almost plus 200 or more in some cases if you think right. the Chiefs are going to blow them out. Right. I've, I've actually thought about that action. Yeah. <laughs> thought okay. about that. Like, I'm like, if I'm, am I that confident that they're just going to take it to them? So we'll talk about that more in a minute. So then the last a couple, couple other things with the Super Bowl, obviously the total, we always talk about it every week. If you're listening to us, we always talk about totals. You know, this is how many points are going to be scored combined with the two teams. Action loves to play the first half totals and sometimes, you know, live, live betting second half totals. Right now, it's right around that 56 number. I've seen it 56 and a half. It doesn't seem to be going up right now, uh, which is kind of interesting given these injuries that we've talked about. But, uh, you know, right now, when I pulled the numbers last night, actually it was shaded to the under of minus 113 at that 56, uh, where the over is minus 108 on the VIG. So it seems to be pretty stable at that 56 number. I thought it probably maybe maybe come, you know, game time it'll tick up because the public will start betting the over. Yeah, well, I I personally expected it to go down a little bit more from here. It opened at 57 two weeks ago, and now we're sitting at 56, which we have been for at least a week or more. I think we right. reported the same number last week. So, right. I mean, there's a chance it could go up a little bit between now and game time. I think I read that the weather report is supposed to be really nice, so no impact there, which usually you'll see an impact to total numbers. But... Mm -hmm. um, I personally like the over. I think that both teams are going to score plenty of points in this game. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it gets out to a slow start and you see the live number dip quite a bit. And if you really do like that over, you could get a better number by waiting in all likelihood. Okay. It's on the, it's on the interesting topic section coming up, Action. We'll see one second there. Okay. Uh, so the last, the last way to bet the Super Bowl, which is probably – my favorite part of this, about the Super Bowl, and I might have said this on past shows and past years, I used to do a little Super Bowl party when I was working at Ida at my old job and used to just do a props board. Now, it wasn't, again, I wasn't the house. It was just you had to find a partner to go, you know, plus or minus on a side. And, you know, I basically kept track of it all and everybody had to, you know, exchange their money. But, um, but anyway, with the Super Bowl, there are a zillion different bets that you can make on this game. You can make bets on the... The sports side, you can bet on the coin flip, you can bet on the national anthem, you can bet on the, the commercials now, you know, a lot of offshore books do that. So it's just a fun way to be invested in the game and also just to kind of make it fun for the layman who's not you, like you or I who's following this every week for, you know, 18, 20 weeks. Yeah, definitely seems like way more, I mean, it is way more props and opportunities for the Super Bowl than there are for any other football game. Although in the past couple of years, the prop offering market has really been um, expanded at a lot of sports books for regular mm -hmm. Sundays. So mm -hmm. the major difference this time is the public getting involved. That's true. That's true. So there's less, maybe a little more, <laughs> they're trying to take advantage of the, the newbies, right? So let's talk about the specific uh, items in here that may affect the handicap, and we can talk about our you know, picks in a minute. So this is a, a this is what you threw, threw out at me. I think it was on on uh, Instagram when I made the post from last week uh -huh. that Tom Brady in the first quarter and like the last what seven Super Bowls he's only scored three points or something like that. So nine Super talk, Bowls, all nine, of them. Is it nine. Yeah. Oh, all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was a couple. Okay, so only three points in the first quarter. So talk us through how you would use that in your handicap a little bit. Well, I think the major difference this time around is the coach. Mm -hmm. And 
it's hard to know whether that mindset and going conservative early on was really due to Tom Brady or Bill Belichick in a lot of those Super Bowls. And I tend to think that it's probably more of the latter, knowing mm-hmm. Bruce Arians and his mindset to offensive football. I don't expect that they're going to sit back and be quite as conservative in the years past. So right. I personally would not be interested in trying to play some sort of exotic prop first quarter under or Bucks first quarter under or anything like that. I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm expecting a lot of scoring. So if anything, I, I could see some points in the first quarter. Well, one of the things I heard about on Vista this week was traditionally the Super Bowl, of course, is this huge game, pomp and circumstance. It's, you know, a full week of the junket of, you know, the press and there's all this craziness. Well, this game is going to be a little bit different than other years because it's really just a road game for Kansas City and a home game for Tampa. And sure, there's going to be press and everything, but there's not as many fans. I'm sure there will be opening things and big explosions and all that stuff. But at the same time, a lot of that early scoring doesn't happen because the teams aren't ready. You know, they're not really ready into the game. I think that may be something to your handicap that there may be more points scored because people are they're going to be a little more focused, you know, than, than other times. I think, you know, I harken back way back in the eighties and stuff in mid nineties when they're just complete blowouts in the Super Bowl. you know, maybe the first team would be a little bit feeling out and then all of a sudden, boom, but this one, you know, given what we've seen on the defenses and also just, the nature of these offenses, you're right. I think I think Tampa's got to come out and try to score, you know, right away. You know, can't Kansas City's come back in a lot of games, but you can't just get down to Kansas City 14 to nothing. I mean, you just can't do it. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, what about live wagering? So this is something I guess I just led myself into this. That Kansas City, you know, we've talked about the money line where it's at minus 160, 165, 167. So it's probably wise to wait and see if they fall behind in that first quarter to see if you get a better number, right? Yeah, I mean, they have shown a propensity to do that in playoff scenarios over the last two seasons. They even fell down in the Super Bowl last year, 20-10, to 10, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. early in the first half. So, I mean, you're certainly taking a risk there if you really do like Kansas City and the chances are that they come out and do get a lead, then you wish you miss your window of opportunity. But... Um, I mean, if you think that Tampa Bay is going to come out hot, you certainly could wait and get them maybe close to pick them or even an underdog early in the first half. Right, right, for sure. So to me, and obviously the, you know, duh, this is obvious football. That, you know, there's two different matchups: Tampa's defense against Kansas City's offense, which we've kind of alluded to. I think that's the critical part of this game to me. I think that Tampa probably will score on Kansas City a little bit, the offense versus defense, but. I don't think Tampa's going to stop Kansas City, but can they do just enough, right, especially early, and to, to slow down this attack? And more importantly, can they turn them over? I think that, you know, Mahomes is – we can talk about that in the props. You know, he's he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, but he's had a couple games where he's had some turnovers. Like he did against the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. three, three turnovers there. I think in another game that he's had quite a few turnovers, but other than that, he you know he takes care of the football. So what's your take on that matchup? I you know I fully expect that the Tampa defensive line is going to get some pressure on Mahomes. Mm-hmm. We touched on that last week, but he is just a magician back there in his ability to avoid the rush 
And I think in the first meeting, Bowles actually kind of blitzed him a little bit in the first half. And oh, yeah. if you remember what happened in that first half, he just torched them. <laughs> yeah, the Tyreek Hill was running wild. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that Bowles is probably going to try and just rush with four early mm -hmm. on and see if he can get home with the likes of Shaq Barrett and JPP. Mm -hmm. And if they have some success, I mean, we'll know right away those first couple of drives what Tampa's game plan is. And right. if they have success rushing Mahomes with four, it could be an interesting outcome. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. really fully expect them to have a ton of pressure, though, just with those four guys. And um, even if they do, Mahomes is, has ability to get passes off, and I think he'll be able to scramble more this time around. What are your thoughts right. there? Well, we talked about it last week. Is Bulls going to be stubborn? You know, is he going to be stubborn? Is he going to play bump and run coverage? Is he going to play his normal blitz the house style? It's hard to change, and they've been fairly successful with it. I do think we talked about last week the, the officiating is going to make a difference if they're going to be able to press cover those those uh, wide receivers and Kelsey and get all up in their grill. I think that if they make Kansas City go methodically is probably their best path to winning, to be honest with you. But, you know, Arians is kind of a gunslinger, too. I, I don't I think that they're going to we'll see if they have the smart game plan. I, I guess I'm looking at the, the game plans we saw against Breeze and the gang. You know, they, they just played them close to the vest and, and they should have lost the game except for some bad turnovers by the Saints. Mm -hmm. Green Bay, I love the way they came out. They, they were physical. They played up on those big receivers and, and got into them. I think if they do that, they're going to get torched, like you said. So I do think it, it behooves them to just maybe not sit back in zones, but really sit back, make see if they can run the ball. I mean, Kansas City, they're not really a running team, and, and Tampa stops the run. I'd make the running game beat you if I were Tampa uh, personally, but – We'll see. You know, if it's a closer game, is what you you got to try to see if Tampa can get to the fourth quarter. That's the way I look at this game. The only way Tampa's going to win is they get it to the fourth quarter in a tight game or they're ahead and then make Mahomes be a magician. If you try to push them early, you're going to be down early and, and you're not going to be able to come back. So mm -hmm. um, That Tampa Bay rush defense is number one ranked. So okay. I I am you – know, don't believe that Kansas City is going to have a ton of success running the ball. I think right. that Reed will probably look to go to like the short passing game. You're going to see a ton of screens and those little sure. wide receiver bubble screens that they love to run. But right. I think, you know, that lends itself to a little bit more clock stoppages as well. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, I think that Tampa is going to look to run the ball a lot yep. early on. You're going to see Fournette get going and probably the backup running back as well, uh, mm -hmm. Jones. So yeah, what so, do you think about that matchup on that side? Well, Kansas City has done really well in the and you know both against Buffalo who doesn't run the ball, but they they kind of stopped the Browns attack on on the ground. So it's kind of weird to say this, but I would I would actually try to make Brady beat you. I would try to stop the run. Um and I think that unlike um Bowles, Kansas City doesn't blitz a lot. I mean, they blitz some but they don't, you know, they don't blitz the house. They don't put their guys on islands. So I think they're going to try to make Brady, which, you know, he's he's an accurate thrower of the football. But, you know, they're going to try to make him throw underneath and, and take, you know, small pieces instead of going for the big play, which, you know, guys like Evans and Godwin, who's been a little bit rough in the playoffs, uh, you know, they, they can hurt him deep. But 
I actually really like the Kansas City defense against Tampa because I don't know if they're a great running team. I know Jones has had some big games. Uh, Fournette has been good in the playoffs, but I actually think if they run Jones, it'd be better. I think he's just a better, you know, I know that Fournette was a higher draft pick, but this year he's run the ball really well. Um, but I actually think Kansas City is going to stop the run. I, that's what I would do. I'd make him stop, and it's kind of weird to say make Tom Brady beat you, but he's looked great. He has looked great, but, hey, you know, we've got a lot of ball hawks back there who can make plays, and, you know, they they did survive the turnovers against Green Bay, but normally if you turn the ball over that much, you know, with, in Brady's case, they lose. So yeah. that's what I'd make them do. I think there's <laughs> the Kansas City secondary is probably the superior unit out of mm-hmm. these two teams as well. If you're comparing secondaries, yeah. So I think if they focus on stopping the run and kind of leave those four guys on an island out there, they'll be able to hold their own against the Buccaneers mm-hmm. receivers. I agree. I agree. I think it, it behooves them to try to you know hurt without Gay in the lineup. Hurt really, it's the break Gronk matchup is going to be the one that they're going to have to exploit uh, because I agree with you. I think they can, you know, given that Evans has been on and off the injury report and Godwin hasn't been great, you're going to need that secondary slot. I mean, maybe Antonio Brown or, or you need that Gronk, you know, third receiver to really produce. So, you know, I guess before we get into the props and the fun stuff, I mean, obviously I'm leaning towards Kansas City. I, I, it's hard for me to – I we talked about this. Tampa, in my index, is higher. It's mainly because of their defense. Um, because their defense is better than Kansas City's. But I like the way Kansas City's played in the, in the playoffs so far defensively. And this is kind of what they did last year. They were able to just play a little bit better, and then the offense is there. And But I'm, I disagree with the points. I think it's going to be an under game. And I don't, you know, I know I always do that. I'm, I'm an under guy in the playoffs. But I kind of feel like Tampa's going to try to do a little more ball control. Uh, and Kansas City, if they, if I, if the game plays out the way I think, Tampa's going to try to make them beat them, you know, piece by piece instead of going deep. There's not going to be a ton of big plays. There's going to be big plays, but not. it's not going to be a track meet, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't think Tampa wants that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ari- even Arians would agree with that point. Definitely. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention is Tampa Bay is not going to be able to win this game kicking field goals, too. So the red zone on both sides is going to be extremely important getting into the red zone and scoring touchdowns. You may see some fourth down attempts in this game. Uh, at least I hope so. So it, it's really may come down to that, whether or not the total hits. Right. So personally, you know, we, we talked a little bit before, you know, I have a, you know, not a heavy liability, but whatever. I, I bet on the chiefs with a buddy of mine, you know, straight up hundred bucks. Uh, I get the chiefs, you get the field. And, and so obviously that's, that's, top of mind for me and then of course i have a futures ticket not a big one i think it's three and a half to one or something on kansas city to win so i've been trying to figure out a way to get some money on tampa (laughs) i mean plus three and a half would be good but i was thinking about doing that teaser we just talked about like the you know nine nine and a half for tampa and maybe tease the uh tease the total up too as well (laughs) you know to be just play the safety zone you know like and if I get up to 62 instead of 56, and then hopefully I can win on both ends, but hard to say. Yeah, that's not a bad play. So you would take Tampa up to nine and a half, and the total okay. to 62. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. That's the way I would. I'm thinking about. It. I haven't done it yet, but I'm thinking about approaching it that way. 
Yeah, you could also look at some props, get creative too, to try to get some a little bit more action down on the Tampa side. We mm-hmm. have to once we get into that section see if any of them really would correlate well to a Tampa victory. Right. But what about you? You've already got money on Kansas City, right? I do, yeah. I also have the plus three fifty ticket. I think we made them right about the same time. Right. And um I took the Chiefs right on the open at three minus one ten, just because I nice. expected it probably to trend towards four. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting on that one as well. And then here in Michigan, with all these new operators, we're getting odds boost offers <laughs> left and right, as I'm sure you're used to. So yeah. I've added a few more Kansas City tickets at plus money. I think Twin Spires, I just got an email today, is offering plus 120 oh, nice. on Kansas City. So I see no reason why not to add at those numbers. Sure. Why not? Why not? Well, let's talk about these props. There's only a million of them. We don't have to talk about all these, but I, you know, we I pulled a bunch, and so kind of generally speaking, I broke them down into player props, which is you know obviously based on individual player performance, and then obviously there were some just kind of interesting game props, kind of weird stuff, and then um, and then the fun ones, you know, kind of the silly ones. So, are any of these interest you off the bat or you and you know you already have some money either on the Brady or Mahomes passing props or any of these first touchdown props I typically do not have interest in the first touchdown props I think mm-hmm. you know general PSA if you're betting mm-hmm. props you typically want to try to find ones that are only only have two outcomes either yes no or over under because it's very clear to you what the book is hiding from you when you compare those two odds on either side usually they're going to take about a 10 percent cut in the middle which is mm. pretty fair but on those multi outcome markets like first touchdown scores if you do the math on them you can see that the books just totally rake the betters <laughs> because they're they're taking upwards of like 40 or 50 percent in some of those markets so right. typically not going to find value there although they are fun um, but having said that, I do in in the quarterback markets here, I did take a Tom Brady interception. I think mm-hmm. um, knowing how good that Kansas City secondary is, that's one um, prop that I'm interested in. I took minus 150. I see you have minus 190 up here, so I yeah. can shop around on that one. Right. Yeah. So just so people are aware that what it said is is that Brady interceptions like. Action talked about the two outcome bet, which is smart, over or under, and it's just set at a half of interception, right? So if he throws one, you you win if you're on the over. If he doesn't and you go, you know, the under, you, you win on that way. So in general, I think savvy betters or something are okay laying the laying the you know extra vig, right? The minus 150 because it's the more likely outcome, and and that's the kind of thing that we we've, we've talked about before. Whereas you look at Mahomes, you know, he's under the the half interception at minus 167. It's a little rich for me, uh, but I get it. He's he doesn't turn the ball over, so it makes sense. And so good for you getting the minus 150 because yeah, when I posted it last night, it's 190. I'm like, oh, action. He's always ahead of the curve. So. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, chop around on that one. But back to Mahomes. I mean, that's tough. And he's only mm-hmm. thrown like what four all season. But right. You never know, a tipped ball or something fluky could happen, and you could lose out on a pretty heavy bet there. Right. Yeah, and, you know, on the flip side, Mahomes is like touchdown one, which you're on on this one, over three and a, or over two and a half is minus 155. So, I mean, that's 
you know, that's 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 interesting that it's that heavy. Uh, you know, under the under numbers or the plus numbers, the ones that try to entice you, the under two and a half is plus one twenty five. So, so you got at the which one did you might do the one minus one fifty five? Yeah, I took over two and a half passing touchdowns, minus 155. And I think this goes back to the Tampa Bay rush defense, which we talked about earlier, especially in that red zone. I think that they're going to have a hard time running the ball, which we know that Kansas City is going to get into the red zone, or at least we hope. And uh, (laughs) I think you're going to see Mahomes having a lot more passing attempts in that area. Yeah, no, I agree. He's definitely going to throw the ball. And I mean, he could get out in the first quarter yeah, <laughs> if, they, if they replay the first game. Uh, whereas Brady's passing touchdowns, it's one and a half, and that's over one and a half is minus two thirty. So that's a steep price. Uh-huh. You'd have to really hope that they get some rushing touchdowns if you want to do the under at plus one eighty on that one. I thought the the yardage numbers were interesting though. I mean, Brady's basically at, you know two ninety five and a half, whereas Mahomes here it's three twenty five. I, I saw on an ESPN show it was three thirty and a half. So Maybe that over on 325 at Rivers at minus 112 is a pretty good number. Yeah, I certainly think that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for a lot. I heard on VSEN earlier this week the Westgate opened him closer. Maybe it was Will Hill, one of the two. They opened it closer to 300, and mm. that obviously got bet up pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so maybe maybe there's some analytics buying under 325 uh, and a half, but... And yeah, those first touchdown props, I mean, this is where every novice better is like, yeah, I'm going to win six and a half times. Kelsey's going to score the first touchdown. But if you look at the list, I mean, it could be anybody. And you know, in these games, crazy people step up, right? You, you know, you get people that you've never even heard of scoring that first touchdown. And although Brady at plus three, <laughs> 3,500, you know, that's a, that's a juicy number if uh, he does his, you know, classic quarterback sneak or something like that. Yeah. Um, they, they, won't, they won't do that. <laughs> last year, I think it was Mahomes last year, right, who scored uh-huh. the first one? He, so did. he did. The quarterbacks have been hot this season. I think, you know, Tom Brady is obviously a long shot given his right. age and propensity right. to sneak. But um, I don't know. Any other dark horses in here that you might throw a dart at or think would be a good bet? Uh, well, I definitely, if you look at this list, they're obviously think Kansas City is going to score first mm-hmm. for the most part, right? You've got all the numbers on that side. I like a guy like um, I like Jones. I, like I said, I think Jones is a. I know that Fournette is getting a lot of the shine here. You know, he's at plus one. Uh, I guess ten fifty, mm-hmm. one thousand fifty for him. But uh, Jones is plus eighteen hundred. And I before the injury, I like Brait because I think Brait is going to get a, get the ball a lot in this game. He's at plus twenty two hundred. You know, I don't know what's up with this back though. You know, what is this? You know, he could have a flare up and warm ups and whatever, but. I do like Brait because he's he's not steady. He'll get four balls in a game, in a normal game. I kind of see him getting like seven targets in this game, you know, seven to ten targets, you know, just getting just peppered with eight-yard outs and stuff. So I like him in this, in this side too. Yeah, I mean, initially I was going to be looking at some Gronkowski unders just mm-hmm. because he has not really been any part of the passing game, especially right. lately. But much like you, this Cameron Brait injury has me backing off of that market quite a bit. Right. Now, you listed the anytime touchdown uh, props, which was you listed Fournette and Mike Evans. So this is the score at any point in the game. You've got Fournette at plus 125 and Mike Evans at plus 120. 
Uh, are those? Do you have any bet those? You just thought those were interesting? No, these are two bets that I made already. Okay. And, um, the when you say anytime, so it's a little bit different than the first touchdown market in that these players just have to score. So essentially, it's betting them over 0.5 touchdowns. Sure. And um, Fournette, I think, uh, is a very good bet given his last few game logs. You've seen him get a lot of carries inside the red zone. I think he scored a touchdown in every single playoff game this mm-hmm. season. So mm-hmm. I like that one at plus 125. And same for Mike Evans, really. He's a big target in the red zone that Brady really likes to go to. So sure. So thought I would take a shot with each of them at a little over plus 120. Gotcha. You also listed some receiver and running back props. These are all pretty much yardage-based. You've got uh, Hardman, you know, over 24.5 receiving yards, which seems pretty low, at minus 108. Uh, you've got Godwin under 79.5 uh, at minus 105. And then the over guys, you've got Kelsey at 95.5, you know, minus 110. Fournette for receptions, okay, 3.5 at minus 125. Hill at uh, 6.5 receptions, minus 145. And then Williams, that was another guy I would say for first touchdown too. He could he could be one of those mm-hmm. guys. Um, you've got him under rushing yards, 45 and a half plus. Rec- oh, okay, this is a double. Oh, okay, total yards basically for him is 45 and a half at minus 135. So, um, did, are these all that you put in on? Or are you just interested? I have made all these bets too. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Mr. Prop. I got probably 15 here on the list here, Wags. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, I feel, pick out some of my favorites here to handicap. I mean, Travis Kelsey, that's just a drop in the bucket for him. I mean, yeah. look, looking at his game log here, I think he's gone over 95 and a half receiving yards and mm-hmm. two, three, like eight out of the last nine games. So I, I have a feeling that Travis Kelsey is going to have a big day in the middle of the field for sure. the Chiefs, and I, I like his over yardage a lot. Um, same for Tyreek Hill, although I did look at him with receptions in this case. I think that mm-hmm. they're going to look to use him a lot in that bubble screen game and mm-hmm. get the ball in his hands and let him create a little bit. So I like that one. And the, you mentioned Darrell Williams. I think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be back, and they're going mm-hmm. to be looking to get him involved more on the offense, which I think will result in some lower options for Darrell Williams. And so that's why I played that one under. I would like to see receptions for uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think that mm-hmm. he's going to get a lot of those dump-offs in this game. You mentioned it before. It's not just a bubble screen game. I think, you know, given the, the rushing attack, just trying to get him out in space, I, I think I could see him getting five, six catches in this game. So if his prop's probably around four and a half or something, that might be an over for me. Yep. I think he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, how about defensive props? Now, this is something that I, I like to look at mainly because, you know, I, I think it's going to be an under game. You know, it's it, it, maybe not like a – remember the uh, what was the New England Rams Super Bowl, like yes. whatever that was, horrible. It's not going to be like that, but just a little bit tighter tighter game. So you total sacks between uh, Kansas City and Tampa over 3.5 at minus 165. I'm assuming that's in your stack. It is, yeah. This is probably my favorite prop that I've played all week. and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, definitely popular among the Sharps. I've heard it mentioned by several radio guests this mm-hmm. week, and I think it really comes down to the Chiefs' offensive line woes. Yep. And on the flip side, Tom Brady is just completely immobile back there. 
So I think between the two defenses, going over four, minus 165 is a really good bet. Right. I'm sorry, three and a half. Three and a half. Right. Yeah, and these guys I listed, I think they all could get a sack. A lot of these uh, props are whether this player is going to get a sack, you know, like 0.5, you know, yes or no. And, you know, Chris Jones for Kansas City, you mentioned about the immobility of Brady. He's a plus 125 to get a sack. Jason Pierre-Paul's a plus 120. And Devin White, who doesn't blitz a ton, but he's been having an incredible postseason. I kind of feel, feel like they're going to add him to the mix, especially in pressure Mahomes. He's a plus 145. Uh, I know I don't want to go super long shot, but I like all those three guys. Yeah, I could see Devin White playing a spy role on many passing downs, too, knowing that Patrick Mahomes likes to get out of the pocket a little bit. I yep. would expect that Bowles is going to try to spy him quite often. Right, right. So let's move on to the fun ones. I know that you don't have this in your stack. You don't have the coin toss, but we have to say it because everybody <laughs> bets it. Uh, heads and tails, they're, they're even odds, guys. Uh, it's minus 103 at Rivers on both sides. So, you know, you want to just <laughs> throw your money in there. Good good luck. Uh, you, don't, you, didn't, you didn't put that in your stack, right? No, I haven't. I'm still waiting to get some feedback on the actual coin. See if, oh. we can, if we can get an inspector out there, check out the coin. You might have me throwing <laughs> some money down. Exactly. The, what's the weight of that? You know, dollar, dollar, I'm sure it's a silver dollar or something. So here's some fun ones that I thought could be, you know, could be played or maybe interesting. Like just the first scoring play, whether it's Tampa's TD, Kansas City's TD, or you know, or a field goal. There's different, you know, ways to go, and they're all plus money because obviously, again, this is the the action rule. Multiple outcomes, bad, right? Less, less chance. Uh, but field goals, you know, for like a Tampa field goal, plus 420, or a Kansas City field goal, plus 430. I mean, they're probably going to go for touchdowns, right? Tampa's a plus 195 for the TD, and Kansas City plus 155. So I know that you won't go in on these, but it's, it's fascinating. And the plus 420 and plus 430 are field goals, I take it? Yeah. Yes, okay. they're field goals, right. So the first score is a field goal by Kansas City, you know, plus plus 430. So a dollar to win 430. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one market where I might be willing to take a shot at a field goal, even though I mentioned earlier this is going to be a touchdown-filled game. I think in the first quarter would be the moment that one of these coaches might choose to line up and kick it. Absolutely. This one I really like, two-point conversion. Yes, plus 230, no, minus 305. I mean, we've seen a lot of two-point attempts, at least. Maybe they're not mm -hmm. hit the conversion. Plus 230 is good good value there. And you figure there's going to be, at some point, and there's always weird numbers. Uh, and it's same with the missed extra point. Yes is plus 195. No is minus 250. Uh, now, I think that's a kicked extra point. I have to double-check the, the rules. But um, either of those interest you. I'm sure they're not in your card, but uh, I like this. Yeah, I mean, I think that they really kind of go hand in hand, mm -hmm. um, especially if you consider that a mixed extra point might lead to a coach's decision later in the game to try to get that point back. So right. in that case, looking at these two in tandem, I would probably gravitate more towards the two-point conversion. Right. And then some of the other ones, I'll just kind of roll through some of these that are just goofy. I mean, the onside kick, an, an attempt of an onside kick, plus 2,000 action. Exciting. Uh, special special teams touchdown at any point in the game, 
Yes is plus 550. No is minus 910. You got to pay it heavy for that. But how about the old uh, the behemoth, the old offensive lineman, defensive lineman TD? Yes, plus 800. No, minus 2,000. Wow. <laughs> you know, I think the first advent of the prop was when Refrigerator Perry scored that touchdown in the 85 Super Bowl. I so know. It could happen again. My lone Super Bowl. That's right. Uh, lone Chicago Super Bowl. Uh, so then, and then the last thing is, is kind of an interesting one, unanswered. So if, if a team scores three times unanswered, uh, the yes is minus 220 and the no is plus 170. So that's, that's interesting. It's, it's more likely that that'll happen. Yeah. I think when you really break it down, that happens more often than you really realize mm-hmm. because, um, you know, the first score is kind of one that you can throw out the window. It's really just scoring twice in a row after after the first score. Right. Right. Gotcha. Anyway. uh, And then obviously some of the other silly ones that, that I like to put on the the prop board at the party is, you know, the color of the Gatorade or the color of the liquid on the winning coach. uh, The the weekend's first song. I I know you're in on that one, actually. And I I don't know him too well, but he's got a song in mind. There's some advanced information. Maybe we can win some money there. Yeah, I mean, Melissa and I were talking about this over lunch today, and I searched. I couldn't really find the market. I had heard about it and read about it, but I personally wonder if by today there's been a leak and it's been taken uh, from the offshore markets. So could be. Yeah, I saw it on Bet Online originally last week. Okay. So. Yeah, I, th- that's where I searched, and it looks like they've taken it down. So apparently, the weekend has leaked. <laughs> the other ones that are just goofy are just about commercials and i actually heard some things that may have affected this market but you know basically which of these would be the first commercial which which product out of anheuser-busch's cavalcade of products will be the first one that they do like you know bud light or bud budweiser or whatever a door dash by character like which character i guess it's like sesame street or something like that so is a cookie monster or you know big bird or something uh the first interracial couple shown uh apparently like i don't know is that plus minus i'm not sure what that one i saw that that on bet online and then the number of commercials with dogs number of commercials with masks in them that's an interesting covid thing uh and then i'll skip the field then also will there be a covid vaccine commercial yes or no this is uh i like the yes on that one <laughs> of course of course so I don't know. It's some goofy props. I, I probably won't get in on those entertainment props, but I'm definitely going to hit some of those, you know, player kind of weird props that we were talking about there just to have some interest in the game, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, it's definitely, you know, as I mentioned earlier, props are available every weekend, but mm-hmm. I think that you really have an opportunity to get a lot more value out of the prop market on this game day because there's so much more public money that floods into the market on some of these especially on like the popular players. You're going to see their yardage and their catches probably get a little bit inflated at some point by game time. Right. I also wonder, just as we close out the Super Bowl segment here, I mean, because of the propensity of using you know apps on your phone and you obviously have various states that are doing their thing, you wonder if that run-up on all of these things is going to be dynamic you know, mm-hmm. up until kickoff because most of it closes off at kickoff. For everything from the yeah. from the total to the spread to all these props, I mean, so does it behoove you to to wait, or are you think that if you, I mean, some of these numbers obviously are going to go the wrong way on you, but 
Um, I guess if you if you like Kansas City, bet them now, right? Because they could get bet up uh, as a spread bet, right? Yeah, that's probably. I mean, I I do think that the Kansas City money line is going to go down a little bit between now and mm-hmm. Sunday because you're going to see some public money hit Tampa Bay as the underdog. Right. And, um, so I I'm going to be looking out for that. Although I don't probably need to get any more down on Kansas City by then. <laughs> but, right. Uh, I think on the props. I mean, if you haven't gone over props that you're interested by now it might be a little bit too late given mm-hmm. the current day but if you're trying to play some unders on any particular players i would definitely suggest waiting until game time because okay. you're going to get a better a higher number to go under between now and then for most players gotcha and just to recap i am picking kansas city i am picking them to cover the spread and i'm picking the under for this okay. I am going to take Kansas City and the over 56. Okay. But you would you would definitely lay the three, three and a half, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I definitely would not lay three and a half at this point. Just looking at my screen here, there's a lot of threes. So, um, sure. you know, you could wait it out. I know at Rivers you said it's still three and a half. You could wait it out, see if it drops or uh, or just take the money line. Yeah. 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 Or do an alt line. Sure. Sure. All right, well, that's Super Bowl, guys. Good luck on that one. Let's transition to the hoops. We'll close out with the NCAA hoops. We've been staying hot. If you've been taking our picks, you're winning, so good. Uh, let's, let's let Action review his index if there's been any excitement here. Um, I do have – you had an interesting tweet I wanted to mention after you go over this this list. Oh, sure. I'll be interested to hear that. I don't remember. But maybe it was a tweet I liked. But yeah. I noticed today, Wegs, that Baylor has jumped Gonzaga and Ken Palm. They have. Did yep. you catch that? I did. I did. And uh, for good reason, because mm-hmm. they are just whipping ass lately. Yeah, they're awesome. And, um, however, in my index, I still have Gonzaga as a hair better at number one, but between you know to be honest with you if they matched up tomorrow i think i would take baylor yeah yeah you know baylor is i i, I went against him but actually i, what I, I tried I, texas i don't know why i, I was, I was so, <laughs> so stubborn listen to action um you know you gotta gotta do it so what i was gonna say i thought you liked this tweet maybe i just saw it was that there were there were five teams listed in this tweet and it was like the highest rating on ken palm or something mm-hmm. like that and it was like Kentucky 2015, the 2015 Kentucky team. Um, yeah, there were a couple other teams. It was Gonzaga and um, Baylor were like two and three or three and four on that list mm-hmm. out of the five teams. The other three teams, I'm pretty sure, all won the title or at least yeah. were in the finals. So, I mean, is it setting up where we can just book it? I mean, it's going to be these two teams. And we know it's college basketball. You never know what's going to happen. But these two teams, as you said, are just – light years ahead of the field right they are yeah i recall the tweet now i think it was the top ken palm teams in the last decade yeah and both Mm -hmm. baylor and gonzaga were on the list in the top three or four right so just shows you that there's real data behind how good these two teams are and i mean i wouldn't necessarily book it given all the tumult that's going around around us you never know who might get sick during the tournament or who gets injured between now and then but I certainly am likely going to have both Gonzaga and Baylor in my final four. There's no doubt about that. Well, what I noticed last night, you know, what I try to do, and it's really hard to do, is that 
I try to track the point spreads and then against this, you know, format that I use to track the teams and almost every team in a given week covers a spread and doesn't cover a spread. They're one and one. It's like right down the middle. And even great teams, not great teams, really good teams like Houston. I was like, oh, I'm going to be on Houston. They lost last night. Yeah. Well, how the hell they lose? And then there were teams, that, there were teams that, that you were like, they lost the game? Like, it's not just they didn't cover the spread. They just lost outright. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens all the time. These two teams, I mean, the Zags don't have the same kind of conference that, that Baylor's playing in. But, I mean, look at some of these teams. Georgetown beat Creighton last night. Yeah. How the hell does that happen? Didn't Villanova lose? Yeah, they lost last night too. Yeah, yeah St. John's beat them. Like, how does this happen? When you look at these teams, they're it's not that they're inconsistent. It's co- they're college kids. You know, they don't know if they're gonna win. I think didn't uh, West Virginia did? They 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 won the game, but they they didn't cover against Iowa State. But Correct. but my, my my point is, it's very hard to be consistent at the college basketball level consistently. Baylor hasn't covered one time this year. One time. Now the Zags, they, they they have such inflated numbers, they're not going to cover as much as Baylor. But but crap, I mean it's it's these teams are really really good to your point. So let's yeah. let's go over last week's picks. We went four and one, awesome. Again, this is this is winning winning you know picks, guys. So start getting on our bandwagon. Illinois did cover the number against Iowa. It was one and a half in our list, but I think it actually ticked up to like two maybe or. Or maybe it was even three. They won. They 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 just squeaked that one out, but they did yeah. beat Iowa, uh, which was awesome. We had a couple cancellations though. St. Louis got postponed at Richmond. UCLA again against Oregon. Uh, but you, you're called it, man. Boise State took down my Rams. Uh, you know they they went to they went to Fort Collins and took them out outright. They were a one point dog on the road. Um, the one loser was Alabama. Alabama got off to a slow start against Oklahoma. Oklahoma is one of those teams that actually covered two times this week. Um, and Without so, their leading scorer, too. That I know. was the crazy part of that game. I think we were on the right side of that number. It closed at like Alabama minus four yeah. or something. And just another instance where the team just didn't show up. Right. And then the Vols, you know, that Tennessee took care of Kansas. That game wasn't close. They just pounded them in the ground. So Kansas, you know, we'll talk about them in a little bit. And then you know your call. I, I listed it as a win because you, I know you bet on them, and, and you were you told them, told America to take minus five against Texas. The game was close. The game was close, and then all of a sudden Baylor just turned on the Jets. I mean, I think Kansas or Texas was up 47-45, and then they lost by what? I don't know, 14, 15, or something. Yeah. Another cover for Baylor. Yeah, I think it was 14, 13 or 14. Yeah, just pounded them. Just can't get in their way, Wags, even if the numbers point the other direction. I'm not stepping in front of Baylor. I know. Well, we'll talk about them in a minute again. So we love Friday night action. I was all excited about the Aztecs <laughs> against the Lobos, and that game got totally canceled, not even as postponed. I know. It's funny. I was trying to bet San Diego State last night right. in the same matchup, and I kept refreshing, and I'm like, where the hell is this number? And then I saw on Twitter that the whole series was canceled. So no luck there with the Aztecs. Yeah, they're a team actually on the on the rise. It's weird. They're they're technically third in the Mountain West, but their Ken Palm numbers are really good. So it's a team I'm gonna be watching the next month or so. But you do have Friday night action. We we've got it, America. You, you he's gonna find it. Action's always gonna find a game. Cleveland State in Oakland, everybody. Yeah, uh, Cleveland State minus one. What are you talking about here? 
There's a couple of Big Ten games tomorrow night, but who needs the Big Ten? Yeah. You, know, you got the Horizon League. That's here. right. A local matchup, Cleveland State traveling here to my county, Oakland County, here in Michigan. Nice. And uh, Oakland is a team that I've been betting against quite a bit this season. And to be honest with you, they beat me a number of times. They are 12-5 and five against the spread. I'm sorry, 13-8 and eight against the spread, Oakland. Mm-hmm. However, when you dig a little bit deeper, they haven't been quite as good in conference play. Only 9-5 and five against the number. And this Cleveland State team on the other side is 11-3 and three in conference against the spread. Nice. So a team that is in first place in the horizon, and I have full expectation that they are going to dominate the glass, which is one of my favorite metrics to look at. It they is. are uh, 89th in offensive rebounding, and Oakland is one of the worst teams in defensive and division one at defensive rebounding so that's really the extent of my handicap um cleveland state does play a pretty good defense so they've got that going for them and i like them to get a victory i think it's minus one i double checked this it's an actual spread so lay the one point tomorrow lay it on the vikings let's do it that's right (laughs) all right well let's move to saturday huge slate of games on saturday just awesome uh grouping here Start with Alabama against Missouri. Missouri's been kind of the talk of a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people talk this team up. Oh, they got so many quad one wins and yada, yada. I look at Ken Palm America. I like Alabama here. They're going to Missouri. We're looking at it as Alabama as a three-point favorite on the road. I don't know. We'll see when that actual number comes out at. I mean, we love the Tide. They didn't do good against Oklahoma, but they bounced back later this week. So can you get on board with me with the Tide? Yeah, I like Alabama a lot. I, you know, they had an off night, or I guess that was last weekend. We touched on right. that. Right. But um, I'll be interested to see what the number is. This was a Ken Palm projection. Uh, sure. Alabama minus three. But I, like you, think that Alabama is a much better team than Missouri. I've mm-hmm. got them rated about six and a half points better on a neutral. Right. Their uh, defense, surprisingly. It's hard to think that a NATO team plays defense, but they're eighth ranked in defensive efficiency this season. I so know. Certainly another factor that you don't normally bring into a, a NATO coach team. That's right. We just, you know, we were a little worried because Oklahoma kind of dominated them on the glass, what we talked about. Yeah. So I don't think Missouri's that team. I think against certain teams, we'll have to watch out, but I don't think Missouri's that team. And I'm not trying to beat up on my cousin. You know, he went to school here, but. You know, this Tiger team is pretender. Come on. Let's let's go. Let's yeah. get them out of the way. Yeah, they don't really quite have the offensive firepower that some of the other SEC contenders do. Right. Well, let's stay in the SEC. Uh, Florida is going to LSU. Uh, LSU is actually they didn't cover twice in a row this past week. Florida's kind of been on the rise metrically. They are You're listing them as a one-point dog on the road on Saturday. Uh, is this a game you like for the Gators? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would – I've – think I've bet against LSU like three straight games now and right. I'm in no no hurry to stop and Florida like you said has been on a tear themselves I think they've won three or four in a row yep. and just pulling up their ATS number and even covering two yeah. uh, they, oh they lost to South Carolina last night that's right but, they, were, they were one of the teams that I said oh yeah. no they you know I forgot about those guys but yes but before that you touched on it Florida has been playing a lot better ball lately and I have full interest in going against LSU. Right. Gotcha. Well, let's go back to the Big 12. Uh, Kansas is going to West Virginia. You know I love Hugs. Uh, I love him. He's, he's the greatest. But even though I dogged Kansas in the last segment there of college basketball, 
something's wrong with West Virginia. They're not playing right. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's an injury. I haven't followed them that closely. They didn't cover in two straight, and I just kind of like Kansas in this one. Maybe it's a mistake, but I'll take plus points on the road. Uh, plus two is what we're listing, and this is Saturday at 1 p.m. Central. Yeah, I think this is probably a good pick. Um, I've got these two teams have rated about dead even. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting a couple of points, I mean, both of them are really good on the glass, so no real mismatch there. And uh, I think that Kansas appears to have a better defense, so can't go wrong with that either. Right. This one you might disagree. Uh, <laughs> Illinois, they're hosting Wisconsin. Wisconsin's been obviously really good. These are two really good basketball teams. This is also on Saturday at 1.30 Central. I'm just looking at Illinois is getting it done. I mean, maybe just barely. They barely covered the other night for me. But uh, four points might be a little steep for me. But I do like Illinois in this matchup, maybe not with four points. I I think you're probably on the right side here. I actually show Illinois as a four-and-a-half-point better team mm-hmm. and playing in Champaign. Although we've talked a couple – I forgot to do my homework. I just I realized. Know. It's okay. <laughs> we failed you, America, next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, you do have the road Big Ten angle, though, in this one. And uh, Illinois just picked up a great road win the other yep. night at Indiana. Yep. And uh, I think that their big men, Kofi Coburn inside, is going to be a mismatch for Micah Potter in Wisconsin. Agreed. So I do think that Illinois is going to be able to dominate them inside, which is a big edge. Did you see that game-sealing dunk the other night? <laughs> yeah, by Coburn. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Mr. Roberts. That, that was against your team. <laughs> it was a sick dunk. <laughs> exactly. All right, so then to the Pac-12. I'm going Pac-12 now. I know I'm trying to get Pac-12 involved, I'm trying to get the West Coast people. Uh, USC is, is going to play UCLA. Let's hope these guys play. Uh, it's the Battle of L.A. I've been on UCLA you know, against Oregon, but I think USC is actually really damn good. Uh, this USC team, from what I can see, Ken Palm, I mean – they, they have good metrics on both offense and defense, where UCLA seems a little bit more offensive-minded. Uh, so minus four seems like a big number, but I might I might lay that one. Yeah, I mean, um, I really try not to watch the Pac-12 or bet on it at all, so I'll probably pass on this one personally, but they right. do have really good numbers and talk about rebounding. Sixth ranked in the country on the offensive boards. There you go. That's what I look for with action. Get those stats for you. Uh, back to the Big Ten. This is on Sunday now. Uh, Iowa is going to Indiana. Uh, Iowa is a two-point favorite on the road. You like the Hawkeyes here, even though Indiana has been playing better. Yeah. Um, if you recall, two Thursdays ago now, might have been Thursday, Indiana went on the road to Iowa City and beat the Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. And they held Iowa down in the last 10 minutes of the game. I think they maybe scored like less than 0.9 points per possession down the stretch, which was completely unfathomable at the time. Right. And I don't think that there's any chance Indiana can repeat that performance. And uh, I, this one is also a big motivational play for Iowa to go to into Bloomington and get that revenge W. Gotcha. So, All right. They're a far superior team than Indiana. Right, right. I know. Even though Indiana's moving up in the metrics, I'm just telling you that. Not, not, to, not to Iowa's level, but still. All right, so here's the the this is the the, the weekly Baylor pick. Uh, Baylor going to Oklahoma. Can Oklahoma be the team that covers against Baylor at home? 
Uh, Baylor, you're listing as an eight-point favorite at Oklahoma on Wednesday, the 11th next week to 5 p.m. Central. Seems like a makeup game given that time. So Oklahoma's been playing ball, man. I, I'm not going to get in front of them per your recommendation, but you still all over Baylor here? Man, this one is really tough. I got to be honest because I like Oklahoma and out of all of the teams in the Big 12, I think that they're the most hard-nosed and actually like compete night in and night out. Watch yep. them play a few times and I think that they're the one team that can probably run with Baylor a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, I have Baylor about 13 points better than them. So it's really hard for me to take eight in this case, and I'll probably just end up passing on this one. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm trying to pick a spot to fade Baylor. You just can't do it. You can't fade this. I think this is like the only one. I mean, God, they're not going to play at – they've already – I mean, maybe West Virginia, but I don't think West Virginia is in that class. So we'll see. You never know. I mean, you could get close to double digits possibly at some point. These Baylor numbers are going to get out of control, and there is going to be a chance to go against them. Right, right. All right, last game, back to Florida. Boy, we, we're, we're loving Florida this week. Uh, the Gators are going to Tennessee. You know, we know how good Tennessee is on defense, but we've talked about Florida. I did post this before the loss last night, just so you know, America. So I was all about their surge and thinking that the Vols can't score with this team because unlike normal Florida teams in the past, they're usually defensive-minded. This team can score. So if I'm getting four points at the balls, I might take that action. Oh, you're gonna take you're gonna go with the Tennessee side. What's that? <laughs> you're going with Tennessee? No, no, I'm sorry. I I'll I'll take yeah. four points for the Gators at the okay. ball. Okay. I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. We're on the same page here. I was also eyeing this one next week, and I think that this Tennessee I have real concerns with Tennessee's offense. Right. To be honest. I think they lost again this week to Missouri. In fact, mm-hmm. and, um, Florida defense is not quite as good as they have been in years past, but they're still serviceable and 50th ranked mm-hmm. in defensive efficiency. It's that Tennessee offense, which I think is the out of the four units is the weakest link in this one. So I agree. I'm a be out Florida. Look at this. Let's keep it hot, America. We're, we're rolling into March. We're going to be getting all these picks, trying to make some money. Uh, on that note, just a reminder, we'll be out in Vegas. Uh, we're out there, America. We got to check. I actually got to check in with some people to see if they're coming besides our normal group here. So I uh, would love to have a group out there to have some fun. We're going to be at Stadium Swim. That's the. We're going to be out there the 17th through the 20th, 19th, yep. 20th. But we'll be at uh, you know, we'll be at Stadium Swim on the 19th. So hopefully you can meet us out there. Pretty excited about that action, given the crappy weather in Chicago. Looking oh, for yeah. being being warm and jumping in a pool and maybe winning some money. Yeah, a couple of uh, vitamin D sun rays yes. on the skin will go a long way, no doubt. The other thing, uh, what's good about being around action in Vegas, the guy can throw dice like nobody's <laughs> business. And I had a vision that I that I had a, a an action like run on the table. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, yeah, just throwing, just throwing, couldn't be beat. Hard six, hard eight, all day. Getting those extra points, so I'm, I'm I'm envisioning it for us when we go out there. Well, I definitely am ready for that, and would love to pass some of that hot dice magic over to you or Art or anyone else for that matter. That's right, Artemis Prime and Dempsey likes Dempsey likes the tables too, so it should be a good group. So sweet, yeah. The uh, the circuit tables are perfectly aligned right in front of the sports book too. Oh, so nice. There's a few craps tables right in front where you can get a whole view of the sports book. It's a great setup. That's awesome. 
All right. Well, that's the episode. It's a mega episode this week with the Super Bowl. I'm sure the episodes going forward will be a little shorter, just talking about, talking about college basketball. But thank you for listening. Uh, like the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Like the YouTube <laughs> YouTube channel. Like like the videos. We need as much support as we can. We've been pretty good this season, giving you some picks, both obviously in college basketball lately, but also in the NFL. So we want you to win money. All right. So follow us at Side Action Pod uh, on Twitter and on, um, what should we call it? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> and follow me at Wegspool.com or Wegspool on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All right. Good luck, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER intro and outro and transition music credits song titles jerry 5 and district 4 by kevin mcleod at incompetech.org license under creative commons attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0